members of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones this hour as we talk about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. My co-host today, Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling book, and uh, we're number one best-selling author of the number one best-selling book. I'll get that spit out correctly here in a second. You talk and you call in and talk, we'll help you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Alan is in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Alan. How are you? Hi, Dave and John. I'm doing better every day. What an honor to talk to both of you. You too, sir. How can we help? Well, I'll be, I'll be quick. I'm not here to waste anybody's time. I'll give you the context and then the question. Um, I'm 24, married, got one child, makes 60000 a year in union construction. Right now, however, I'm on total temporary disability. Roughly three months ago, I was buried in a building collapse and was buried uh, totally alive. Um, through the work of uh, the co-workers and firefighters that got me out within two hours and saved my legs within five minutes. So I'm back home. I'm out of the wheelchair. I'm in therapy. Um, there, I, I still got probably another four weeks until I start doing some light-duty stuff. Um, broke leg and shoulder and had a small brain bleed. Was on the ventilator for a little bit. And, uh, some other other stuff, but um, the questions I've got for you, um, I, I've retained lawyers for other stuff, but it kind of revolves around uh, if and if there's anything ruled negligent, which is kind of what you're thinking, I'm sure. Um, is as far as the settlement wise, you know, how long do I wait? I'm renting right now. Um, I, you know, I don't have fancy cars. I, I got what I need. I've, I was in baby step two. Right now, I've got about five thousand in savings. And I've got 2500 in past medical debt. Obviously, everything's being taken care of as far as I'm on, I'm on disability, and then everything's being covered by workers' comp. Just those main two questions is just, you know, how long do I wait? If there's a settlement, and then um, do I pay off that 2500 that I've gotten um, the past medical debt? Um, I was in the baby step two. I've been through APU. I've used your ELPs for everything from my taxes to my insurance. I've got disability insurance. I felt Man, like, you, you have, know, uh... I've done You've been through hell. You've been through <laughs> well, hell. It's it's been interesting. Huh? That was that was a, that was an amazing adventure that you've been on, man. Right. How, how yeah, long ago? How long ago was the accident? Uh, it was end end of February, so it's been just over three months. Wow. Um, I've been walking here for about two weeks. So you're up walking now. Yes. Yep. Up, up walking. I've got surgery coming up here in two or three days. They're gonna take a screw out of my knee. That's kind of messing with my walking that should get a little better but that should be the end of that it said the brain bleeds you're a a tough motor scooter how you managing the pain um well uh we're off of percocet so (laughs) we're just on tylenol now so we're never going back right Uh, that's that's the plan yeah we no 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 no. we're never going back we're never going back right Correct. Correct. There you go. Percocet that's, that's makes buildings that. fly. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Oh yeah. The Percocet before that ketamine's a little hard on you and Dilaudid and all yeah. that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you got messed up. So. Sorry, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you're lucky, man. I'm glad your little girl's got her daddy with her. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's just I couldn't find anybody on YouTube that had the scenario so, that I did outside of maybe inheritance questions, but yeah. I'm just looking so, for some counsel. Huh. Um, it's early. 
to have this discussion because right now I'm just happy you're up walking around. I'm out of breath listening yeah, to you. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> the um, but but it, you know, a year from today, two years from today, five years from today, what are you? What are you? Have you thought that far out on what you're going to be doing for a living? Well, I I continued as far as the relationship with the employers. You know, still been great. They you know they're grateful for everything. It you know it's still under investigation to exactly what happened. I was the only was one. Was it that was their injured. building that fell in? It, it, we're a general contractor, and I'm a union carpenter, mm-hmm. and we're working on a project that's you know about thirty some buildings. It's a big campus, about eight hundred million. The company itself runs about 500 uh, guys in the field. And that you work for. Kids. but So the, if there is negligence, it's the company you work for. Um, at, at this point, the lawyers, it's, it's third party. You can't sue your own employer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's kind of looking like uh, excavators. Um, I work in you know, heavy concrete as far as foundation-wise. Mm-hmm. And what seems to have happened is, you know, we came in the same day they they dug out dirt to do some, you know, foundation work, and then the foundation blew out and buried me. So mm-hmm. that's uh, as far as that. Stands, so you think long term with your injury, you'll recover enough to go back to doing your job? Uh, I do. Um, okay. The doctor already said, you know, I I tore three rotator cuffs and a bicep, so overhead stuff's probably not really going to be in there. But I love the industry. I love working with people. You know, this it's. Uh, it's not in my plans to move away from this type of industry, if that kind of answers the question. And so you'll be back to making an income similar to you used to make. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, and they're, workers they're comp and workers there, comp and disability will cover you until then. Yeah, workers comp. They're getting to me with within a hundred dollars of my paycheck where I was. Okay. So, so mathematically, if I'm understanding, Alan, here's what I'm trying to get my head around. Mathematically, yeah. if I'm understanding, you go from disability workers comp to back to working again over some period of time and you're going to have the same income as you had before the accident everything's going to be running right along so any settlement that you get would be to cover uh any more surgeries that you have to do or any other injuries that anything you have to do regarding the injury or um it's just gravy you don't really need the money your life is going to go on like it was before the accident and the money that you get, mathematically speaking, will be just to, uh, uh, will we'll just cause you to have a, a gravy on the biscuit, to ha- you know, to have a little extra, right? Right, so, mathematically. So my, point, my old, point is, how long quicker. do you wait for money that you didn't need anyway, as long as you need to wait to get the maximum amount? And so as far as your attorneys yeah. that are advising you on this negligence lawsuit can tell you what the timeline looks like. And if it's four years, it really doesn't matter because you're going to have the same income anyway, and you're going to be moving right along. Am I missing something? Right. I was just kind of thinking, you know, if it's something crazy, like a million dollars, you know, is there a timeline that you wait no. to let that kind of soak in? No. Or it doesn't really matter. It's already that timeline's already no. been used up by then. No, you, you're you're gonna you're gonna have a long timeline. They don't give up a yeah, million dollars easy. Years. They don't give up right. a million dollars easy. It t- it's going to take a while. And remember this. And you don't have to have it to eat. Yeah, and the idea of a right. settlement. Yeah. The idea of a settlement is to make you whole, not a. It's not a scratch off ticket. It's not a. You didn't hit a lottery ticket. Right. And so. Right. You, you might get a million dollars, but you just said it um, in passing. 
this is going to cost you some, this is going to shave some of uh, some of your life off right um this is going to yes. affect you 20 years from now with a hip replacement or 30 years with a knee replacement right so you want to bank some of that stuff and be smart about it don't think oh cool we can buy ferraris now right or now we can buy a house with it yeah not even um so i would continue your life as if you weren't getting a settlement and then if you get one it's just extra money that's my point and then it then the timeline doesn't matter as much you're not waiting to buy a house on this settlement you're not waiting to do something on the settlement because you're not waiting on the settlement. You're m- moving on with your life. Man, I'm sorry for what you're doing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tim. Glad you're safe. Terrible. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. It is a free call at 888-825-5225. Paying off debt smart. Saving and investing is smart. Being outrageously generous is smart. There's one key to winning with money that people overlook, and that's protecting your finances from emergencies. And this is where the right kinds of insurance come in, and that's smart. There are 10 kinds of insurance that might be smart for you. We've built a free tool called the Coverage Checkup to show you which types are smart, which ones to add, drop, or adjust. Drop the dumb ones, keep the smart ones. We'll show you how it works. And it's all free and it's fast. Takes about five minutes. You need to go to RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. Don't let an emergency sneak up on you. Protect your family now. Open phones here at 888 825 Peter is with us in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for the time today. Sure. How can we help? Uh, question for you. So my wife and I are on baby step four, five, and six. We recently bought our first house as a family. Uh, we put down about 300, so we only have about 100 left on it. We have 30,000 in a 529, and we make household income about 110 a year. Uh, we currently pay about 12,000 a year in daycare, and we're looking at sending our son uh, to private school. And we figured tuition is probably going to be roughly what we pay in daycare today. Uh, Kicker is we're uh, older parents. I'm 50. My wife's in her early 40s, and we have a three-year-old son. So question is, would it be wise to draw down a portion of that 529 to pay for the private, to pay for a portion of the private school tuition, which would allow us to pay down our mortgage faster in with the thought being that uh, having a paid off house would make college easier 
to cash flow later. Hmm. I wouldn't call it dumb. I'm struggling with it from a timing standpoint because I'm thinking of all the, uh, I I always think of the downsides because I always get to deal with people when their plan didn't work because life blew up, right? And so how could life blow up and mess up this plan? Okay, you're an older parent. Uh, Let's say Ford Jr. gets to college, you die. Well, your plan didn't work because you're not there to cash flow college. You with me? Right. That yeah. bo- that bothers me because we drained his four hundred one or we drained his five twenty nine so that he could go to private Christian kindergarten, and we traded that for college. Um, yeah, not making that trade. Um, I'm going to cash flow it or I'm not doing it. Cash flow the the private school too yeah. in the short term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I need that I need that nest egg there to back him up if you're not there to back him up. Yeah, that makes sense. We were just saying the other night when we were talking about it, uh, you know, it would make this decision a lot easier if we knew what the future brought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that one figured out. Let me know. I'll, I'll help you franchise it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Michael J. Fox figured that out for you. He's got three installments you can watch. Oh, it's great. Uh, Thank back you to so the future. Much, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Careful. Yeah. Okay. I didn't Thank know what you're you talking so about much, there for Sean. a second. I appreciate it. Yeah. Back to, the, back to the future there. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, Dave, I don't know if I want to go here. You can just say, let's move on. I get I get more blown up on social media. Like the people who follow me are so kind. I get blown up on one issue. One. No, two. Travel sports. And the other one is I send my kids to public school. And Well, I can help you with that. I'll just tell you, I'll take the heat. Yeah, I it, yeah. it's a All three Ramseys went to public schools. Yeah. And none of the three Ramseys did travel sports because Daniel was pretty good at ice hockey, but he wasn't going to be playing in the NHL. Yeah. So I'm not dropping 15 grand a year for the kid to play travel sports and me be out of town every weekend. Uh, he ain't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 but I'm going back to what this guy was talking about with, I mean, he's, he's talking about literally mortgaging his future for this to get my kids out of this school so they can come to this school. Well, he's going to send him to the private Christian school. That was not an issue. It was just how to pay for it was the only question. Yeah. And so uh, now then he didn't ask if we thought it was a good there idea. You, go. yeah. you know, that wasn't the point. But, yeah, there, there's, uh, uh, you know, there's when someone wants to go to a private Christian school, there is usually uh, one of two or three reasons. Yeah. Uh, one is they live in a neighborhood where the public schools aren't, they don't perceive them as being safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and those rough, rough area. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two is they want to uh, ensure that the teaching is done from a Christian worldview, not with all the wackadoodle right. that uh, that truthfully a, a, a lot of the teachers unions and other things are put into the schools now. There's wackadoodle in right. the schools, yeah, and they don't want their kids in there. Um, and like I was watching this count, it's cracking up on the uh, a post the other day. Uh, he said, "Yeah, he had homeschool kids, and he's like, people tell my kids." Tell me, well, what about prop? You know, you have homeschool children; they're not going to be properly socialized. You know, socialized by drag queens? Oh, I mean, man. really? Thank you. No, yeah. thank you. I don't want to be socialized by drag queens. So, homeschool is a really good idea. Yeah, uh, it's really a good point, yeah. actually. So, so, uh, so, but, but the idea is, well, what's the third one? So, safety, um, religion, yeah, 
and academics. Okay. Sometimes the academics are better. Yeah. They want to go to a, it's not always a private Christian school, but a private, private school, school for better academics. For better academics. Yeah. And okay. so like in our neighborhood, we have uh, in our neighborhood here, I won't name it. We have a private school that's well known. Yeah. Uh, it does have a Christian uh, underpinning or background or, or, but it also claim walks around claiming to have a, uh, better academics. Gotcha. But the graduation from college rate is exactly the same as the public school that's a mile and a half down the road. Right. Exactly. And uh, and it's it's like thirty thousand bucks a year. Yeah. You know per kid. Sure. You know. So uh, you just got to decide: is it worth it? Like you decide if you're going to go to a college. Yeah. That's more expensive. What what is the value proposition in that case? Mm-hmm. And you know I think there is some something to be said. Uh, and the more wackadoodle the world gets on just worldview of the teaching staff. Yeah. It's that, you know, I don't want wackadoodle to talk to my grandkids, okay? Yeah. Uh, now, we live in a weird bubble where our public schools in this county are unusually – the number one in the they're, in the state. They're incredible, yeah. And number one in the state. And the people in our general area here share our values, Yeah, by and large. There's, there's a few wackadoodles out there, but, I mean, most of the people are like normal humans. They're not aliens teaching in the classroom uh, like you read about on – Sure. You know, uh, yeah. in the news and everything, but uh, so you know, we've got, we're a little bit spoiled, yeah, in that regard. So where Hank goes, or where my grandkids go to public school, yeah, all of my grandkids go to public school. Yep. But that public school is better than a whole lot of private schools in a whole lot of ways, right? Right. So, that, but it's unusual. Not all public you can say that about. So anyway, um, you know, you just got to look at the situation. But yeah, I get blown up on that too because hmm. this idea that. I mean, if you've got extra money yeah. and you want to spend, I mean, Rachel did a uh, competition cheerleading sure. two years yeah, and we paid some money for her to go to the gymnast yeah, thing yeah. and learn how to do flips off to somebody's shoulders or whatever it was she did. And, um, and then I think we went to one competition in Atlanta or something where she flipped or whatever, but, um, it's, you know, today as a, uh, 34 year old mom and best-selling author of three books, uh, has not done a single flip lately, she, so I'm just saying. Did, <laughs> it's yeah. not come up again, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, that, that's – but it's – I mean, I, it's part I had of her a childhood. Perspective. This, I, there's a weird thing that goes with that travel sports thing, and it's the same – I think it's the same button you're pushing with the private school thing. Well, I, I had a unique perspective of dealing with students who – his parents outsourced they, they hid their their kids from these conversations never had them never had them and then they show up in college and the world's sideways yeah and so there's something about I, I love the idea of my kids hearing things and being challenged and then coming home to me yeah yeah not yeah. to their 19 year old roommate right yeah. so about how life works about, and how, how, about there's just people with wackadoo ideas out there is, man. is god real yeah you know, it's exactly you know, right. some good, yeah. let's, let's have some conversations at home about this by the way I'm not outsourcing that my ch- children's spirituality but that's yeah, another conversation you betcha This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of The Dr. John Deloney Show is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Hey, if you're new to this whole Ramsey process and you hear us using this lingo on here that kind of feels like it's inside baseball, like you have to know all the stuff to be able to do the stuff. It's really not that complicated, but yeah, we kind of have developed our own tribe speak, so to speak. And if you want to know a little bit more, and here's what you can do. You want to dig deeper into the Ramsey baby steps as an example, go to RamseySolutions.com, click on the get started button, 
and we'll help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey based on exactly where you are today. It's completely free. Click Get Started, and we'll walk you through the whole process at RamseySolutions.com. Get started. It doesn't cost a thing, and it'll kind of get you, you know, into the lingo, and you'll get, you know, you'll get caught up here. Because uh, sometimes listening to this show is like, what are they talking about? Well, I mean, we, it, you have to be careful. We, we, we overdo that sometimes, but this will at least get you moving in the right direction. Gabriel is with us in Fort Lauderdale. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, John. How are you doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? So long story short, I'm working my debt snowball. I'm in baby step two right now, and I'm returning to a job that I love so much in school security, but unfortunately, I'm expecting a minor pay cut. So my question to you is, how do I efficiently, uh, effectively budget my money and find a side hustle that pays a decent amount of money for me to be able to kind of survive down here in South Florida? Why in the world are they cutting the pay of school security officers? Yeah, I am not sure why. Uh, I was working in the charter school segment, which is higher paying, but unfortunately, they always drop the contract to give it to an agency for a cheaper amount. So I just went ahead and returned to the public school board in my local county. Have you thought about um, just going to the academy? I don't know a police department in the country that's not looking for people. I did. Um, I, I applied over the summer when I found out that they dropped my contract, and I was in the process of doing it when a new opportunity with training dogs came around, and I thought it'd be kind of unique and different, so I wanted to explore it, but after about six months of doing it, it's uh, not my thing, so I want to return back to public safety. So can you can you call back the recruiting officer and get back involved? Yeah, I absolutely could. It's just that working directly in the schools kind of is something that interests me a little bit more than, you know, being out on the road as a police officer. Uh, they're completely different jobs, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I've, I've, I've had school um, police departments reporting up through me at my at various universities. What I'm saying is I get that those are different jobs. I'm trying to figure out, is there a similar enough-ish job that doesn't require you to, to, make, to, to make nothing. To, yeah, to take cuts in pay. In an economy where people are dying to hire people. I mean, there's yeah, the, the hiring. People are paying unbelievable money for all kinds of positions out there right now. And so, um, you know, I, I don't want you to be as stuck as you feel like you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you could find similar gratification if you adjusted three clicks to the left or right and moved into something that paid double what you're being paid um i appreciate you want to sacrifice and uh be there for the kids that's awesome um but they're making it untenable for you let me paint you this picture my dad was a police officer growing up and he mowed lawns on the weekend and he cleaned the church he was the janitor for a season and he would go help another like so that's the life that's the choice Right. And that's a tough road to hoe, especially with so many jobs out there. And I, dude, it's in my blood. I love it. I love everything about it. That's, that's my community. It's tough. And I, I just can't wrap my, I'm having trouble even wrapping my head around how they would drop the, the contract right now. It's just madness. It's just madness. Um, in a season when we need to be paying school security officers more to get more people and more qualified applicants to drop it is madness. But that's where we find ourselves. It is what it is. You got to deal with the reality. Um, I don't know, man. So, yeah, I think that in that world of 
serving and protecting, there's a lot of things that fall in that bucket that would scratch the itch uh, that you could either add to this position as an as an additional thing or uh, or make a change in that direction. And either one would help you with your income side of the equation. So you can work the door at a restaurant or a club at night. My dad used to work concerts on the weekends and in the evenings for extra money, baseball games at local. I mean, all kinds of side hustle jobs here and there, if that's what you want to do that are security oriented. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, my guess is there's a ton of that out there. Uh, you just get to poke around in that world, get, get in a couple of those little circles, uh, yeah. c- circles of people that, that line you up on it. Right. John is with us. John is in Concord, New Hampshire. Hi, John. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, Dave and John. How are you guys? Great, man. What's up? Well, uh, my wife and I are in baby step six, and we're kind of late to the game with the life insurance thing, and I've been presented an option where there is a term policy that can convert into whole life as an investment vehicle. How would you want to do find that? your opinion on that? Uh, it was presented to us, and I really don't know a lot about it. Oh, okay. All right. Over. Uh, so, well. in... Um, I'm sorry, and okay. um, we'll be we'll have the house paid off here in the next few years. So if we did a short term and then started converting, is what this person was telling us. Yeah, we could use it as an investment vehicle, and they pay dividends to us. And I don't understand that. I just didn't know yeah. what your opinion was. Okay, so this is uh, what Northwestern Mutual, New York Life, New York Life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they're about the only ones selling that crap anymore. It's one of the worst okay. financial <laughs> products on the planet. Not only is okay. the term insurance that they price to you way too expensive, but then they're trying to convert you into an absolute screw job, which is an investment inside of a life insurance policy. You are much better off just to buy term life insurance, do your investing anywhere except New York Life or Northwestern Mutual. Ugh. Gross. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Remember that so, time you called Dave to ask for his opinion? Yeah, and that and he wasn't clear. Um, so now let me <laughs> back up. Clear, yeah. Let me back up and tell you the detail. Okay, you you want to hear the detail on? It? I'll give it to you. Okay, couple things. One is sure. there's two types of life insurance companies. That's how I knew who this was. Okay, there's mutual or stock. Stock companies are owned by the stockholders. Mutual companies are owned by the policyholders. So when you buy a policy with New York Life, you're one of the owners of New York Life. Okay? Mm-hmm. With me? The same thing sure. with uh, State Farm. They're a mutual company. Okay? Now, here's the way dividends work in life insurance. Follow me here. You're the owner of the company. So if you own a company and it makes a profit and they distribute that profit to the owners of the company, that's called a dividend distribution. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you opened up a company or you bought stock in Home Depot and Home Depot made a profit, they would distribute that profit. That's called a dividend. All right. So in a mutual company, they are talking about distributing the profits of the company that you own to you. You follow me? That's your dividends. Yes. You, you with me so far? I am. Okay. Now, where do profits come from? The customers buying things that have profit margin. And so you, as a customer, are giving New York Life so much money 
that they're going to make a profit and give some of it to the owner back to you. Okay. This is a dog chasing its tail. Sounds like a glorified essential oil scheme. Yeah. And so <laughs> the IRS has ruled that a life insurance dividend is not taxable income because it is the re- here's the IRS language. It is the refund of a deliberate overcharge. That's the IRS's lingo. Run! Run to xanderinsurance.com. Get you an inexpensive term life insurance policy. Good God. I get dividends. Yeah, it's a refund of a deliberate overcharge. It's kind of like saying, I got a refund from the IRS and I'm making a profit. No, it was your money. You overpaid the IRS. That's why they gave it back to you. It's the exact same thing. And that's not taxable either, by the way. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Corrie ten Boom said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Oh, Corey, well done. Well played. So the... Uh, Live and Give bundle that we give to each of the debt-free screamers is on sale. If you want to do a Live and Give bundle, you can break it up, and you'd have three gifts in there, uh, one for yourself if you wanted, like the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, and give away the Total Money Makeover book and give away Financial Peace University. All three are in there. And, uh, of course, when you get the Live and Give box, it's a bundle. It all comes in a neat box. You can give it all to somebody. Uh, as a gift, it's only $99. Now, Financial Peace University is normally $99. So that means the two books are like free, which is like $50 worth of books free. So this is like 30-something percent off, right? So it's a good deal. The Live and Give box or bundle or whatever we want to call it, Total Money Makeover book, A Year of Financial Peace University, and Baby Steps Millionaires, all at RamseySolutions.com slash box. Shelby is in Boise, Idaho. Hi, Shelby. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi there. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So um, I want your advice or I want your opinion. Um, my husband and I have a student loan debt. Um, it's mine, uh, $99,000. Um, and we ha- used to have twelve grand in credit card debt, and we're down to 5600 So we're feeling really good about that. Um, my question to you is, I was listening to the podcast um, from a couple weeks ago, and I didn't realize that with my husband stock. He has vested stock in the company he works for, about 10000 Um I didn't think about it, the fact that we kind of have all our eggs in one basket. Should we pull that and use that to pay down our debt, or yep. should we leave it? No, you should use it. It's not in a, okay. it's not in a retirement account. It's just vested stock. It's stock option Correct. as a benefit. Yes. Yeah, just cash it out. Yeah. You okay. would not borrow on a credit card to buy stock, and in effect, that's the net effect of what you've done accidentally. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would undo that and just cash it out and, and, and pay it down. And you're going to have plenty of time to invest later and invest in good mutual funds inside your retirement account once you get rid of these stinking loans, right? Yes, what, What's your household income, Shelby? Um, we make, between my husband and I, we make 94 a year before taxes. Great. How long have you all been married? Two years? Seven. Seven? We have two kids. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, so I'm I'm 
proud for the progress you've made. I want you to turn the fire up hotter and get it done faster because I, I, I want you to win. We love you, and we want you to go out there and kill it, okay? So get her done, kiddo. Well done, well done, well played. Jessica is in Billings, Montana. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. My husband and I have been on your plan for about the last five years. We have done 3B for the last two, and we've decided to go back to doing four. Um, we're just feeling really discouraged and not being able to afford a house where we he- where we are here in Montana and just feeling like we're still years away, even after we've been saving for the last four. And I just wondered if you had any advice for us. How much have you saved? We have a $20,000 emergency fund and 47500 in a down payment fund. What's your household income? Between my husband and I, it's 75000 a year. You need to go buy a house. We tried. We've been trying. So we looked at a house yesterday for two sixty five, which is really affordable for our area. And I know you recommend a 15-year loan, um, but that seems way out of reach. So on a 30, the payments would be between seventeen dollars and $1,800 a month, which is more like 35% of our take-home pay instead of 25 You're not discouraged. And You're throwing a fit because you can't buy the house you want. That's not the same as being discouraged. <laughs> okay. We, we just haven't <laughs> been able to find anything lower than that. Yeah, keep looking. You need to find a home that you can afford that is a blessing. Don't buy something that's a curse because you uh, – because you didn't look hard enough. I mean, so sometimes this is an, an adventure, this house hunting thing. Um, you don't have an unlimited budget. You make $70,000 a year. You have $47,000 to put down. Don't put your family into a crisis just to become a homeowner. But also, don't, don't say homeownership's out of reach in Billings, Montana. It's not. You can do this. But, you know, it may not be the house you saw yesterday. And, and yeah, I would do it on a 15-year fixed where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. Why? Because I want you to be millionaires later, and I don't want this house to ride you. I want you to ride the house. Dave, I, Sheila and I, my wife and I, did something that's not really in, it's not in the baby steps. Um, Uh-oh. But we found ourselves in this situation, and tell me if this is crazy, we as a couple decided – we are going to do essentially a another gazelle sprint so that we can afford this down payment of a house. And we decided just to lock things down in the middle for a limited amount of time. I think we said nine months, something like that. And we're just going to work bananas. I'll take an extra job and I'm going to adjunct here. I'm going to do that. And let's just accelerate this process real fast to get this down payment so that we can then move this yeah. thing along. The only thing that's not in the baby steps there is just we teach you to be intentional, not intense. Right. And you said, in order to get the house I want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna turn up the heat. Yeah, we're gonna go for it. But and, and we decided together, it, like yeah, we, yeah. And so like both of you work extra, no vacations, no eating out, and you go back to gazelle intensity, and you take your 47 and you make it 75. Right. And let's do this for six months, and let's just be bananas about it, and yeah. then it, it, then we're gonna have no problem. Yeah. But you the 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 problem is when you do a little bit of everything, nothing gets done. That's right. And so you you start losing death by a thousand cuts then. And that's what I'm afraid of here. Uh, and, and so it's just, it is, um, it's not all Skittles and rainbows when you go look at houses. No, it's the worst. Because you always see something you can't afford. Always. We're drawing a house plan to build next summer. And um, 
the uh, the guy helping us with it actually added the numbers wrong accidentally. And so when we actually added them right, the house was like ridiculous. And we're like, we're not doing that. And we can afford to do whatever, but it's just like, it's huge. Yeah. You know, so we're not just, no, we're not doing that. Let's fix this. So we've gone through and cut the dadgum thing down, but it's, it's depressing. It to hurts, cut it, right? It, to go backward <laughs> after you were up is depressing. And I can afford it. Right. So I have the choice, but if you don't have the choice and you've got to cut down because it doesn't fit the budget or it's, it doesn't fit the situation, it's depressing. Yeah. If you, you know, it, it's don't go drive new cars if you're in the, getting ready to buy a new one, a used one. Yeah. Because a new one will, you know, blow your dadgum mind and then you're, you can't, you can't return. You can't, un- yeah. And don't fall in the trap of a frustration, a frustration, a frustration. If you're around a, a child, especially like a toddler, you know, they, they get annoyed, they get annoyed, they get annoyed, and then they just hit something or they just shove something over or they bite somebody. Don't just go see a house, go see a house, go see a house, and then just get so frustrated you buy it anyway. that you buy something. Yeah. Because it's just the way it is, and you don't understand. Just walk walk away. Dave walk Ramsey. away. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, reset. That's what you back up, take a cold shower, get house fever. I mean, it's a, it's a real thing. I, I understand. It's easy to be. Oh, listening to her. I, I threw a temper tantrum the other day. I, I wanted to buy something. And again, I can afford it. I have n- There was no reason on the planet to buy it. None. Zero. Except I just wanted it. And I, the, my temper tantrum, Dave, was at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, the, the grown-up me was telling the kid me I can't do this. And the kid well, me was like – that's what we're doing with this house plan. So dumb. We're like, the grown-up me looked at that and went, that's just dumber than crap. We're not doing that. <laughs> and Sharon goes, that's ridiculous. We're not doing that. And I'm going, but I like it. <laughs> and I want it. I yeah. want it. I want it. I want it. And, yeah, I mean, that's human freaking nature. Right. And if I, who teach this stuff every year for 30 years, fall for it, then Jessica in Billings, Montana, you have permission to fall for it, too. Right. But you've got to fight the inner child. Do the next right thing. The yes. one on the cereal aisle that throws a fit and says, I want it, I want it. I, no, call the wambulance, take six jobs, build up your down payment, or lower your price point that you're looking at and quit looking at houses you can't afford. And that's what you got to do. It's a pain in the butt, this thing called grown-upville. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Our thanks to Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew, the Booth Dudes. They make it happen. I am Dave Ramsey. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.